This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. For the last couple of days, we have been here live from the Braille Conference in Toronto, being held at the Ontario Science Centre. A really wonderful venue. We've been enjoying it. I'm Kelly McDonald, host of Kelly and Company, my co-host, Ramya Muth, and off to my side here on the set. Uh, Rummy, it has just been really wonderful as we get into our second hour of the program. Yeah, and you talked about venue. We're at the Ontario Science Center. I just love it here. I think I'm just going to echo everyone else who said this is reminding them of their childhood. I'm pretty sure I've been here at least a dozen times on school trips, um, but not in the last 10 years at least. So it just brings back so many memories. Memories. You get the variety of smells in here today with food. And the IMAX uh, popcorn and Uh everything. So. Uh, wonderful presenters that have been just parading through here the last couple of days uh, every year when they do the Braille Conference. They set it up well. We uh, were talking to Bill Shackleton in segment uh, one of the program a little bit about uh, his feel, his memories too, as Rumya was just uh, yeah, kind of reflecting. Mm-hmm. Billy did a bit of that in segment one. Welcome back to the set, Bill. Um, Tom Decker. Uh, we have Tom on every Tuesday on the program, and we get into technology. Tom brings us a wonderful grocery list of items to t- discuss all the time. Time, Tom, and uh, you are also presenting, Tom. Tell us a bit about that. I presented yesterday morning about the new integrated Braille iPhone interface, and it's all about how to visualize your touch screen, all about how to use Zoom to participate in webinars. It's, it's right from how you start out by holding the phone in your hand to how to get to the end where you're completely on the mainstream playing field, just doing your thing like everybody else with your Braille display and your iPhone. So one of the things, Tom, I know that you're very... You speak highly about is that starting point and understanding your screen. And for some of us, it's it's not a problem to imagine an iPhone screen and say, okay, I've got to go down to the bottom to find that row where phone, where where uh, music, whatever. If you're on the home screen, those kinds of things are for some people that concept is is really hard, and they end up doing the flicking and things like that, and maybe could use a tactile screen. These are things that, for you, you believe, crucial to get into right off the top. Yeah, it makes a total difference. You do a lot of it with uh, eye habilitation as well, right? Some of the demos and things like that with uh, iPhone, and did you do Braille display as well? Uh, I didn't worry. I, I discussed the fact that when you start moving around the screen with your fingers, that you start reading the Braille display as you go, and your finger on the screen actually starts to look a lot more like a sighted person moving their mouse around the mouse pad. Mm -hmm. Wow. Bill, one of the things, uh, what, maybe a year and a half ago, you started messing around with your iPhone when you learned you could do Braille on it. You and I, when we worked at AMI, we'd have to do cheat sheets of this or that over the years. We'd use the old Brailler that suddenly vanished one day. I don't really know how Brailler vanishes, but... Uh, it just vanished on us, okay? Somehow disappeared. Um, you found it amazing to be able to use your iPhone and Braille and do things that way. Is that because Braille being your, your first medium to utilize, here now you could sit there instead of working on a keypad, a keyboard where you're using the home keys and so on and doing your, your work that way, you could go back to what you learned as a kid in Braille? Basically, I'm from the old school, and I learned, I, you know, since 1963, I learned in grade one or two how to use it, and I really never totally lost it. Um, when iOS, I believe it was 8, came out, and they had Braille screen input, 
that was when I discovered that I could do my texting and emailing in Braille, and it and I just love it. I would not never be without it. Tom. Now, now, do you use tabletop mode or do you use screen away mode? Screen away. Join the club. I, we're discovering that lots more people use screen away mode than use tabletop mode, which I think is really interesting. Talk about that, Tom. Yeah, what describe. is this? What's the difference? Okay, well, in tabletop mode, you put it down and then you pretend it's a Perkins uh-huh. Brailler on the table in front of you. In screen away mode. So you mode, put it landscape? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, it's always landscape for Braille. Right. But the trick is that for screen away mode, you pick up the phone, you tilt it away from you, you balance the phone between the palms of your hands and hold it with your thumbs on top and your little fingers on the bottom to keep it balanced, and then you curve the other six fingers in, and what does it make in the middle of the screen? A Braille cell. So you, you write as if you were writing Braille on, on half an egg crate, and you just... Punch the dots in the you, same spot. How easy was it to start balancing that way? I'm trying it right now, and I'm like, oh, then my phone's going to fall through. <laughs> Quite it's, frankly, I tried it, did it, it worked. I went, holy smoke, and within a few minutes, I was writing about like... Yeah, I can see that. It's just a, a quick balance. Bill, thing. what made you switch? Did you start with desktop? Well, I started using an app called Braille Touch, which was the first Braille app, I, as far as I know, that was ever developed. And I basically switched because I wanted to try it, and I found that uh, I caught on to it after, you know, a couple of days, and I've never looked back. And you guys can use this to send emails, do texting, everything that you would have done, either dictation or using the QWERTY keyboard on the screen and moving around or double-tapping. You just go into the field on a, on a text and write in Braille. Well, certainly you, it beats the, 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 um, the QWERTY keyboard by a country mile because basically <laughs> you're not picking at the letters. You're typing directly, on, tapping on the screen, right? Now, did you know that right from the home screen, you can be on the home screen, you twist into Braille mode, you type the name of an app and do a two-finger. Oh, I know, yeah. And I know. it opens the app. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Wow. So it's gotten really, really good, and they're still improving. They're still integrating and um, uh, making things more and more Braille accessible. But, I mean, was there a time, you guys, both of you guys being extreme Braille users since pretty much the get-go, was there a time when you felt that you probably weren't going to have to switch over to something else primarily because technology just wasn't making it easy for you to be a, a significant Braille user? I think we just hoped that something would happen. We weren't sure whether it would or not, but then Apple kept progressing, and it's like... You know. But how long did that hope thing last? For me, it just... I don't know. I mean, I i never wanted to use Braille at all until the iPhone came out, and then now I'm finding it because I use it for work now. So it's led to different... Um, you know, I do all my cheat, seat, cheat cheats and all this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It, it's, you know... Braille is not dead for me. It's, a part, it's in my iPhone, and may it live forever. And, and this is what we've been discussing, the fact that I know, Bill, and, and Tom, I mentioned this to you about the Braille Me that you showed us last week in London. Uh, you know, these were things in the iPhone came up. The last thing you're thinking is, I'm going to do Braille on this one day. You know, you were, all you're thinking is what we're used to in that world of typing and making it accessible for sight, for people who can see it, who got to read it, mark it, whatever, or report to your boss or whatever. We're so focused on that. And then to suddenly have, even just to be able to have your little communication, whether it's to yourself, your friends, in that Braille form again, and, and go back to only typing a report, in, in a, and even still, you can still do that report in Braille, 
and your boss read it. And no sighted person can write on their phone with the keyboard as fast as we can go with this. There, there's just no, no way. way they could keep up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and even when you look at it from the accessibility angle, uh, Braille versus uh, the screen reader with the QWERTY keyboard on either iPhone or Android, I don't think the speed is matched either. Because you're writing contractions, you're writing and, right. of, for, yep. the, with, mother, father, you know, all those words oh, are man, I gotta learn two keystrokes. And <laughs> a lot more accurate than using your dictation or, like you yes. said, anyone pecking away, which is, for a lot of people, pecking away on the keyboard just like one finger typing back in the day. And I think the fun thing is you would not believe the number of people I'm sitting on the bus and they just can't take it anymore. And they go, uh, what are you doing with your phone? <laughs> there's nothing on the screen. Of course there's nothing on the screen. What a great How do you do space? Flick right. Oh, okay. And you can do that with just one finger or just the fingers one. that are... Just one, eh? Wow. Deleting? Flick. You can flick delete. Left. Flick left. <laughs> they said in chorus. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is a quiz. Wow, that's very interesting. Um, and you felt, both of you as being very proficient Braille users, it took you very limited time to, to catch on. Not it took much. me a couple of days, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I could do it right away, but then it got faster. And then it got really faster. Mm. <laughs> That's unbelievable. And this is one of the things that technology in the last couple of years, I'm sure people coming to this Braille conference, uh, as you see this unfold and see that, how many of you guys, like Billy, you really never, once we stopped using the Brailler uh, at work, really use it, you know, didn't, do it, didn't do it. It was gone to you. It was something you said, well, I guess it's died off for me and started that conversation that Braille's dying. And obviously, no, this technology now that will seem to be killing it before oh. Tom is pulling it back. And you know what's really cool is uh, Jenna, the little seven-year-old that was selling mm -hmm. the little yes, white, the, cane the white canes, pin, we were I got those. to let her feel the Braille me. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Well, I, I was saying to these guys how impressed I was with it and get thinking about, oh, how can I use that in, you know, in, in concert with this, with my computer? Then I got thinking with my iPhone just and sitting here doing notes and just having a, maybe a Braille me and the iPhone running off it to, to do my script and everything here, what we do right here at the table. People have been chasing me to say, I see your Braille, Tom Decker. I've been chased for my Braille me. I vulnerable. Have there been a lot of people in the Braille using community who said, I don't want to switch over, who's been reluctant, even though technology is starting to adapt Braille right into it, and, and look how fast you guys are typing with your iPhones. Uh, are there people who are just like, no, I don't want to uh, combine the two. Like, I want to stick to the old school. Uh, Billy, did you feel that way? I, I know there are some people that have tried Braille screen input, and they just give up because... It's like you are tapping, you're typing on a virtual screen. There's no buttons, and the proper orientation of your hands is important so that yeah. your fingers land in the right on the right dots. Yeah, because there's different. nothing to Which, feel. Yeah, so that that's could be can be a bit of a challenge. So when you do the the character, uh, folks, we're talking grade two braille and the. Is, we refer to it as a character, which basically short form. What do you hear in your ear to know that you didn't miss a dot or hit the wrong dot? Well, it says TH, right? Or okay. It says B for but. If you have, if you're using un, if you're using contracted Braille, you hear the letter but. Right, like you hit B, yeah. you hit space, yeah, and you, you hear hit but. but. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. And Once then this, or yeah, that, or whatever it might so be. So it translates it. Yeah. It depends whether you have it set to characters. That's or right. Characters yes. and words. Right. Hmm. What? I'm, I'm sincerely like fascinated. So I want to learn grade two Braille now. Tom, somebody's saying right now. I haven't tried this yet. I'm going to do it. What, what, what do they got to do to start out? 
Well, of course, I'm unorthodox, so before I ever got them to do it on their phone, I would take a hold of their hand and say, pretend your hand is an iPhone. I'm going to do to your hand what the iPhone expects to feel because that way you yeah. experience that set of gestures and you then know what to do to the phone. Mm -hmm. Now, most people don't teach that way so much so far as, as I've heard at this conference. I'm keeping on being amazed because I keep asking people here, are there books about what I'm already talking about? Not, and everybody I've talked to so far here says, no, n there's no other book like your screenshot books or there's nobody talking about this the way you talk about it, which really makes me feel kind of, what? Yeah. Do you think there's tutorials somewhere? Or like everybody's so used to over the last few years just going online and reading stuff that way via screen reader or whatever, do you think it's just not something people have put into hard copy and do uh, podcasts is what seems to be doing it? Well, there seems to, they, they, there's all kinds of really good stuff, but I haven't, for example, I have this idea that when you're first learning to use an iPhone, your holding hand is just as important as your tracking hand. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because you should be holding the phone so that your thumb is at 9 o'clock and your index finger is at noon and a couple of other fingers, because all of a sudden you have this stereo biofeedback between your two hands and the mm -hmm. mental mapping process of stuff. I mean, you use two hands to read Braille, yep. so who's teaching two hands to interact with the iPhone. Right. I haven't seen that in a book yet, and neither has anybody else oh, I've yeah. talked to here today. Mm. And I wonder if that's just the way, as Bill said, uh, old-fashioned Braille, the way that the methodology from using and reading off paper. Yeah, well, uh, this is on my list for Tuesday, too, where, where I'm going to go through everything I did in my Braille presentation so people will get a bit of a review when the eye habilitation sh man shows up next. Uh, and that's at the Hub in Toronto on Monday, right? You're doing yeah, Monday from 1 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. I'll be at the Hub, and we'll be playing with the Way Around Tag system. We'll be playing with the 06 remote. So if people want to come by, they'll have a chance to get their hands on some of these cool toys that actually go with the iPhone to make it even easier. Billy, Wicked. Tom, thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. And uh, real introduction to thinking, to kind of converting some of us into getting back into using Braille via the iPhone. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break. And uh, we've got Ryan Huey, who also presented here at the conference. Tom's going to stick around for us and uh, sit in and co-host for the next segment. And Billy is uh, going to probably go and find another great chocolate chip raisin cookie somewhere. <laughs> he liked it. Not likely. Yeah. He liked yeah. it. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. He didn't mind it. Uh, in the dark, though. Oh, ill in the dark. I'm sure you are with <laughs> oh. minus a toe. Yep. At the Science oh, yeah. Center? Yeah. No. Not here. Yukon. Yeah, no. down the Yukon. Gotta get yeah. to Yukon. We'll be back in a moment with more on this AMI Audio Live from the Braille Conference in Toronto. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, 
and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.